the future. A relentless, desperate wasteland ravaged by nuclear war. With the destruction of the internet and search engines such as Google, accurate information about the past is traded like currency. Two brave travelers are commissioned with the dangerous task of going back through time to gather as much information as they can to find out about the late 20th and early 21st centuries in hopes that a future society may rebuild what was lost and avoid the horror of a smoldering radioactive planet. But there is a catch. The travelers journey back across eons of time is a one-way trip, leaving them stranded in the past. Wait, what? There's no way to communicate their findings to the future other than burying reinforced time capsules in the ground. In the hopes that one day recordings such as these will be unearthed to provide a glimpse of the world that once was. This is the mission of the crispy coated robots. And it must succeed. Hey, it's Jim. And it's Joseph. And it's George. Welcome to Crispy Coated Robots, episode number 129. George, I'm have sorry we, I have to interrupt you. We had a cliffhanger the last episode. We never actually figured out. Um, oh. I had a oh, science experiment by Lima Bean and the uh, yes. niacin, which is like uh, <laughs> yeah. a Lima Bean. We never told the, the That's right. That's right. That. Well, there was a control one and there was the one with the, the niacin. Apparently, they both sprouted the same inches, so it was inconclusive. So there you go. Oh, thank God! I've been uh, I've been losing sleep over this one. I'm just losing. Oh man, having you know, nightmares. You have, to, you have to take the niacin out of the with the little eyedropper. Well, we did. Out. Yeah, I, I did. Okay. I did. Okay, and they both they both sprouted the same same bean, same length. All so right, Woo! there you go. Yeah, there you go. For those of you uh, who waited right. this long to listen to this episode, they're like, "Woo!" Yeah. I you love go a back, good payoff. Go back to sleep now. <laughs> yeah, I love a good payoff. <laughs> hey, now back to the regularly scheduled episode. Go ahead. That's right. Well, this one we've got a treat for you tonight, today, this morning, uh, this afternoon. Whenever you listen to this crap, um, we are talking about revenge movies. Yes. And although we've been taught from childhood that two wrongs don't make a right, and we as a uh, just something about us as a viewing community of movie watchers, we love it and cheer when the victim strikes back 10 times harder against their attacker. There's just something about that uh, for us that we get to escape and and there's just something that happens in that darkened cinema with when we clutch our oversized cup of soda and bucket of popcorn. It just, it's a good time. And that's what we're going to talk about when some, some villain gets some well-deserved payback. Now we have to be clear and guys, I hope this isn't on your list. If it is well tough for you, but it's gotta be the main character. So as much as I like the revenge story uh, within the princess bride of uh, Mandy uh, Patankin's character, you know, looking for the, six fingered man and all that actually Christopher guest is, is that guy uh, that wouldn't work here because the story, the whole movie has to be about revenge or you, or you've got a movie like Sicario where you have this kind of parallel thing happening and there's a revenge thing, but that movie is not about revenge. The movie has to be about revenge. Now, so, now George, what about if uh, 
do they have to revenge on on their behalf or they can revenge on the behalf of other? In other words, do we have to see where where's the personal wrong? Who's wronged in this? Is it also I, the character? I think, that's, I think that's important because Luke Skywalker blowing up the Death Star. Uh, I don't know that that's revenge or, or right. something. What yeah, about a group so. of people persecuted that come together to get revenge? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I think like that, a small I think group that would work. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I, I think that that would work, but uh, uh, I'd have to change one of mine then. Oh, okay, we'll we'll go with it. We'll go with it. Okay, but <laughs> Joseph, I know you're very excited about this. You've been oh talking my about gosh, it exactly. What is forget the this revenge topic, nonsense? Our our a topic for sure on this episode is hop snow cone flavors. I'm so excited about this one. Uh, yeah, yeah, we we have personal relationship with uh, the rasp itself, so uh, I'm just going to do a little introduction of it. Uh, right, the, the, wait, what are y'all calling it? The raspa? Raspa. It's so, like Spanish for snow cone. And then we, I didn't oh. even know that there was a guy who had a cart in Umble right next to the Civic Center. We used to go all the time. He had a big sign. He, he had like a raspa. little truck, a little ice, a little, a little, you know, snow cone truck. And was raspa, and we didn't know that. Oh, that's just Spanish. That's the the term that they use uh, in Mexico <laughs> and in Texas. Cool. Uh, we thought it was cool, but uh, we would go there weekly. Jim and I and and TJ would go there weekly, and we were constantly asking to asking them. This, this is how stupid we were. We were constantly asking <laughs> if they had a golden ticket. Because we were like made of this whole scenario that this little truck, this little <laughs> was like Willy Wonka. And we're like, can we go in there? Because they would make all these flavors. And we're like, you're like Willy Wonka. Can we get a golden ticket? And they would never let us in. It's just a they grumpy old man. You know, it's a yeah. grumpy old man. We drive crazy. Think about it. But like these, these jackasses, you know. How, like how old were y'all? We're in, high school. we're in high school, but we, we went there. Remember, we went y'all there. Y'all were last... 17, and y'all thought there was a golden ticket? <laughs> well, in our heads, we thought it was really cool. We, we actually went, went there yeah. uh, graduation day. Remember? Right, like last day of school, too. Yeah, yeah oh, last day of school. You guys, you guys know how to party. <laughs> we do. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were. We, we were wild. But, uh, yeah. you know, to go along with that, so in Hawaii, it's known as shaved ice. Okay. In Costa right. Rica, it's known as copos. Uh, in Malaysia and Singapore, it's known as ice kange. In Japan, Ooh, it's like kag- it. kagori. In India, it's gola. In Britain, it's known as the snowball. Uh, in Peru, it's raspadilla. Okay, how in, many countries do we have left here? Just two more. Uh, <laughs> okay. In France, it's known as granite Hawaiian. And in the United States, Virgin Islands, it's known as the, the fraco or fraco. Did you get? Did you so say you New go. Orleans? I'm sorry, I blanked out. In in New Orleans, known uh, as the snowball. Yeah, snowball in New Orleans. It's also known snowball in Great Britain. So mm. this is the the snow cone dates back all the way to 27 BCE uh, when Nero, Whoa. the Roman in, emperor, would send slaves <laughs> to collect snow from nearby by mountains oh. and taking it and he would Don't. flavor them with fruit and honey mixture. You know what Frank Zappa said about it? What? Don't eat the yellow snow. Ah, uh, so. there you go. <laughs> the original <laughs> flavor. Uh, 
Uh, <laughs> Sorry, guys. He's trying to do a dissertation. He's like, oh, yeah, you're, you're real, real, fun, real funny kid. You bother me. Get away. That's right. I got a job to do here, George. Let me, let me get, get away. You bother okay? me, kid. Get away. No, this is fascinating. Yeah, yellow really snow jokes. Get out of here. In the, mean, 18, the Nero thing. That in the, uh, the 1850s, uh, it was American the Industrial Revolution, and basically they ref, they they start creating ice. Now the thing about it is, uh, this was pretty much going on in New York where they had refrigerators, but they would transport yeah. it over to Florida, and on the way, like of delivering ice and all that in What's Baltimore. This of water. In Baltimore, especially, the kids would follow the truck and all that because chunks of of ice would fall down and the moms start flavoring it. In fact, the first flavor was pretty much egg custard made with the eggs, vanilla, and sugar. Dirt. The first flavor was dirt when it <laughs> fall the off ground. the truck. I am trying to do a job here, Joseph, George. If you, if you can link this to Lady Elaine Fairchild, this would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we can get to George's dissertation from episodes ago where he's still talking. Well, I okay. am just telling you right now that uh, it's a snow cone. And I'm very excited about it. That's all I'm saying. Forget it. Tell. I'm not reading the rest. I'm not reading the rest. Uh, leave me alone, <laughs> kid, with the yellow all snow jokes. All this research, our readers now will just be ignorant, just like you two. Well, I, I think our, re- our readers, our listeners, um, <laughs> Uh, let, let me ask you, and don't take this the wrong way. Uh-oh. Uh, did you have any time to prepare revenge movie uh, topics uh, list for that? I got a list. All right, okay, all right. Mr. Big Shot. Let's go ahead and start with you then. Uh, revenge movies number five for you, Joseph. I know Jim's going to just say obvious, but I have to go with it. I'm talking about John Wick. Uh, this is, this is, uh, this is, I think this is my most recent, uh, entry to it because, uh, it's so good. We've talked about this movie before. Uh, you know, the whole idea behind it is in a good revenge movie, you want just sort of a quick background of like how the person has been wrong. And basically the story of this one, spoiler, don't kill someone's dog. Yeah. Uh, especially if they are this super assassin living in this fantasy assassin world, uh, because then he's going to just go out for Kill complete revenge. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So uh, now this is so great. We've talked about not only just the great fight scenes and all that, but uh, it's just the plot is so simple. It's so great and that, that you can sort of enjoy it. It's not complex. It's like, don't kill a man's dog or else all hell's going to break loose. So there you go, John Wick. Yeah, this okay. is on my honorable mention. And it's only the first one is a revenge one because all the subsequent right. ones are set in motion by what and how he resolves the issue of, of the first one. Uh, but yeah, the, this is a great movie. And you're right. You're not like turning to the person next to you in the theater and like, wait, what's going on? What? What? <laughs> Explain this. He killed to me his again? dog. You know, he's killing everybody, and they know, <laughs> is, they know they're going to die. That's the thing that all the henchmen know they're going to die. Oh <laughs> right. yeah, and and you know you're in trouble whenever he breaks that concrete uh, foundation in his house to get the weapons that he has, you know, sealed away for however many years. Yeah, you you know it's it's on like Donkey Kong, buddy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, George, what is your number five? Uh so this I've got to say, this is probably one of the most intense movies uh I've seen. I mean, it's it's up there. It's based on a Japanese uh, manga old boy. 
Uh, and it's, but it's got a little bit of Alexander uh, Dumas's Count of Monte Cristo in it. It is Old Boy 2003, the, the Korean one, not the 2013 thing. Uh, and the story is after about 15 years of being incarcerated for reasons which are never explained to him, a character by the name of Ode Sue is released to find out his wife has been murdered. Um, and I'm, I, I think his daughter was raped or something, but anyway, he, he must find who imprisoned him and they, they put him in like a hotel room. So it's not like a jail cell, uh, but he is locked in there, uh, for 15 years. Uh, and he's got to find his captor within five days. And, um, the scene, if you've seen this movie, you know, it is the greatest scene using a hammer since Bob, the builder, um, it, that famous corridor scene uh, shot in three days, no CGI uh, to edit the sequence or anything. It's just a single shot. And it was actually done in one take. Um, but uh, this movie ranked 29 in non-English speaking uh, film in a, in a poll conducted by the BBC. So old boy, the 2003 version. Well, George, I have seen it and that's why it's my number four. for revenge movies on there this is actually old old boy uh is part of the vengeance trilogy yes yes it is uh so you know you have in 2002 sympathy uh for mr vengeance and then you have 2003 old boy uh and then in 2005 you have lady vengeance so uh this is this is part of a trilogy and you really uh, are a fan yeah uh, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go back to why a certain movie did not make my list i hope it didn't make your list but if it did i'm gonna say this is why it didn't because it, uh the this movie that i'm talking about uh was actually based on the the trilogy so i decided to put the trilogy in instead but old boy is my number four so there you go nice, nice. okay so mine is whew, it's a gripping story from 1984 about these two uh, young college students, Gilbert and Lewis, they are evicted <laughs> from their dormitory by the Alpha Betas, who recently burned down their fraternity house to the actual music of Talking Heads burning down the house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Revenge of the Nerds, yeah. where they're forced to live in the gym, and then they get their own. Um, every time the nerds rise, here comes the Alpha Betas to knock them down. So you basically have the, the classic, uh, you know, it's like Animal House, but Revenge is in there, and you have the nerd element, too. Um, great thing about you, this movie. Great thing about Revenge. make this movie today. You cannot make the movie today. Yeah. The revenge they get on Betty, uh, <laughs> Betty uh, with the pies, right. and even the uh, oh, false, yeah. the false uh, with the, him. Are you talking party. about the uh, the date rape? Yeah, scene that, much, that, yes. it, that we all laughed at, that we yes. all thought was funny uh, and cute. But there are some different uh, times, folks. Different there are times. some good elements to it, uh, as far as them being kind of sponsored by Lambda Lambda Lambda, which is a, uh, a, a mainly African American. Oh yes, uh, our, and, our and LGBTQ yeah. people love that. <laughs> they love the portrayal. And it's, and it's great at the end too, when they finally, you know, they finally humiliate him for the last time. You know, throw Gilbert in the water, and when he's trying to, you know, stand up for the nerds last time, and now it come to Lambdas to kind of make sure they get their place and and all that stuff. Great scene, great great little end, great little. Review. Revenge of the nerds. So I, I do like the uh, song at the end. We are the uh, champions. The, the band. Yes. Oh no. That oh, yeah, the, the, oh yeah. The, the, the talent show. <laughs> yeah. You've got like Devo at 
at one point. Uh, yeah, it's it's just well, the good thing is they do use yeah. their brains to beat them on pretty yeah. much every yeah. possible level. So, uh, and it was funny. What was the movie too? Uh, the one American Splendor with uh, Paul Giamatti. How? Oh the, yeah, the yeah. Character just loves Revenge of the Nerds. It's almost like you know, it's Revenge of the Nerds. You know, <laughs> that's you right. into it. <laughs> <laughs> So that's my selection for number five. Uh, nice. Revenge, revenge movie. So we're moving on now to snow cone flavors. Joseph, what hey, uh, oh did, we, did, did we specify though? It's got to be humans. Does anybody have Jaws the Revenge? Because I don't think that's, it's got to be a human revenging. We, I think we all got to have humans. We all have humans. Okay. I okay, don't think just, any of us put in Jaws 3. Or you mean Orca, <laughs> Orca could be in there too. Because Orca oh, was like, Orca. Because oh, he was, you know, the, Richard Harris kills the uh, little uh, baby yeah. Orca. Oh, I, and then I, he comes for revenge. So, uh, yeah, okay. so nice. all humans. All yeah. the, I didn't specify in the home office. I just realized we could be uh, in trouble here if we got like revenge animals. You know. <laughs> all right, so, Joseph. What's your snow cone flavor? Call okay. of the wild or something. Num- number five is a personal favorite of mine. I had to play in number five. It's not necessarily considered to be. The, the in the top five flavors, but it's I think it's a great flavor. It's banana. Uh, <laughs> I, I like banana a lot there. Uh, it's not a super surprise that uh, it is one of the more popular ones, but uh, basically a lot of people like banana because it is paired well with other flavors. I like it by itself, but banana. Banana. George, you're number five. Uh, blue raspberry. Well, this is my number four. This is oh, my really? number one. Wow. Oh. It's, it's considered to be, I'm going to, I'm going to read you some facts about it. Uh, oh, it's, it's, <laughs> no, no, it's just, it's the most popular flavor out there. Like when they do like, you know, the, 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 uh, survey they, act, and they all actually that. have pollsters that go around. They do. They, oh, uh, wow. uh, but by, by people selling it, they, 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 they conducted this poll by how much product they sell and blue raspberry is the most popular one. So there you go. Nice. Well, it's all in right. for sure, folks. Blue raspberries in. All right. My number five is cotton candy as made by the Raspa man himself in Humble and Main Street. Cotton candy was, <laughs> <laughs> was a uh, great. It's funny. I couldn't remember what he did, Joseph. Maybe you did. He called it where you can get some sort of trio and you could put three flavors in at once. And I always would do cotton candy and blue raspberry, a couple of stuff like that. But yeah, I can't remember. I know what you're saying. He, he called it because he would create these crazy ones. He would like the Incredible Hulk. He, yeah. And it was no reason at all. It was, it was just, just green. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was just green. It was a bunch of green stuff, maybe different shades. But yeah, I, I remember the, the, the trio. You're right. Yeah. He just had these crazy like. And cotton know. candy was always there. Actually, cotton candy is on my honorable mention list, Jim. Okay. Uh, and the reason why it's on my honorable mention list is because they say that it's more of a popular treat for uh, younger younger uh, consumers. Uh, like oh. everyone goes through their cotton candy stuff. Adults don't like it nearly as much, but kids, it's like one of their top flavors. So there you go. There you go. Cotton candy. I, I- I think there's an insult in there, Jim. If you did, it's not. It's, no, yeah. no. I'm just saying. I'm just. Do you still have cotton candies? That's don't forget, this is the revenge episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah no, no, I'm just oh joking. boy. Oh, uh, boy. Uh, so let's move on now to the uh, revenge movies. Number four, Joseph. What do you got? Already did mine. So go ahead, George. George. All right. I know this doesn't stand a chance. All right. But my next entry, it's it's a long shot because when you watch it for the first time, you don't realize it's a revenge flick nearly until the end. 
Uh, it is the directorial debut of Jason Bateman, who stars in it as the main character, a uh, fellow by the name of Guy Tribley, uh, who is an adult who's a, a dropout from school who finds a loophole in the regulations of this uh, spelling bee contest in, intended for school kids. Uh, but he participates in the largest spelling bee in the USA, uh, the Golden Quill. The movie is 2013's Bad Words. And like I said, at the end, you find out that his goal was to take revenge on somebody uh, for something that was done in the past. Uh, and admittedly, Bateman's character is a very unlikable sociopath, but it is hilarious. Uh, and But it made my list to demonstrate to the future that a sweet revenge doesn't always have to require gruesome torture and killing like old boy, um, that you can get an exercise revenge in, in these movies without there being any bloodshed. Uh, and it still have a devastating effect on the, the person that the character is, is going after. So that is mine. I know it's not going to make it. But uh, I had to put it out there. <laughs> no, nice I, I like it. I think it's, I think it's a great selection, George. Uh, and this is boy, this is a dark comedy because you are right. I mean that the all the charm of Jason Bateman goes away. He's completely angry, you know, in this movie. So good, good stuff. All right, mine uh, is has a lot of anger, has a lot of blood and guts, just exactly what George was talking about. And as a kid, I always wanted to see it. I was scared of it because the 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 uh, trailer would always come on at night. William Devane is rolling thunder, and this was those oh, one of those nice. movies that uh, Tarantino said inspired him to do some of his revenge movies. Based and, and I watched the movie uh, later. Uh, you know, probably in my twenties or thirties. And I was like, okay, he must have been, you know, if they, if they kill his family, it must be for a big deal. Well, he comes home from Vietnam and when he, and he's, he's uh, you know, they have a celebration for him. They give him some silver dollars. <laughs> they give him a plate full of silver dollars. The thugs rub, rob him for the silver dollars. They kill his entire family home invasion. And they put his hand into the, uh, uh, sink and, and cause his hand to kind yeah. of grind oh, up and yeah. he has a hook oh, yeah. the rest of the movie. So yeah. his buddy from war, <laughs> yeah. So his buddy from war is uh, Tommy Lee Jones. So then they actually set sights on going, getting the thugs and you have the final showdown in the local bar, but uh, pretty gritty stuff. Uh, William Devane looks kind of cool in those sunglasses and kind of uh, sharpening his hook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> any 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 movie that has a sharpening hook scene <laughs> nice nice <laughs> so mine yeah, is from the, 97 this movie the, this movie is why i will not have silver dollars if somebody <laughs> tries to pay you know i, I couldn't believe when okay. i saw it i thought there was like they give the guy a million dollars or he had a bunch of money or something like it's no. like it's like it's like it just a like a plate full of silver dollars it could have been like what but you know silver dollars about 100 bucks the most <laughs> Back then it didn't back then it didn't take much. It didn't take you know? much. If you lived in a small town, you saw the local hero get some silver dollars, they're gonna get robbed and kill his family. That's right. And then he'd come after yep. you. There you go. Nineteen seventy seven, the B hands. movie, which a little B movie that could rolling thunder. So all right, so let's move on now back to snow cones. Joseph, number four. So although this uh, flavor has been around for 30 years, it's really gained a lot of popularity. I would say that if you ask most kids out there, what's their favorite flavor? Uh, and 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 I know this by personal experience because for Halloween, I have a snow cone machine and we do snow cones. Oh. We don't hand out candy. Uh, and this is like, we get it every year and the kids always want this flavor more than anything. It's tiger's blood. 
which is a combination of watermelon, strawberry, and coconut. Uh, but that's tiger's blood, and kids are always asking for, for tiger's blood because it's dark red and it looks like blood, but it also tastes good. So there you go. Tiger's <laughs> did you blood. See a, did you see an increase in people asking for this after that whole uh, uh, Charlie Sheen debacle? Uh, or is that uh, unrelated? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. What? Charlie Sheen. Tiger's blood. I went from interviews. He said he had tiger's blood and he was all. Remember oh, all my God. No. Yeah. No. I will say this. Though. I will share this story with you for Halloween. Uh, one year. Uh, this is when Breaking Bad was really big. Uh, I decided to uh, dress up like. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Walt. Walt, Walter White. Walt, Walter White. And I actually put on the whole hazmat did outfit you have and all blue? that. Did you have I, blue? I oh, did. And on nice. on on my machine, uh, I had a sticker on there saying Poyos Hermanos on the <laughs> thing. And so what was so great about the gag is that for the Breaking Bad people, they were going nuts. They just loved it because they totally got it. everyone else was like, why are you dressed up in a hazmat suit? I even grew out of the beard. I had like a little goatee thing going on and all that. Oh. So there you go. There you go. Nice. That's, that's commitment, you know. <laughs> that's weeks in commitment. advance. That's George, right. what's your number four? My number four, uh, green apple. Oh, that's my wife's favorite. She loved, wait, sour green apple or just green yeah. apple? Well, I don't know. I think green apple is always sour yeah it's like super well i think there's like super sour green apple whatever she gets in like she always says that she always takes the first bite and she just puckers her lips and she's yeah, like yeah. that's super sour <laughs> that that's the stuff yeah okay yeah. good and my number four was blue raspberry so we're moving back on now to uh revenge number threes and then we'll take a break joseph you're number three uh i think that this is the movie that really for at least for me, I know for my friends, uh, introduced the term vigil ante because uh, I didn't know what vigil ante was until I watched Charles Bronson in Death Wish. Uh, well, my, my number one. My number one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my, my number one. Yeah. Okay. One. Yeah. Well, I'm going to let you guys talk about that. Uh, this is like, boy, you know, I, I, I totally didn't get what revenge was until I watched this movie. I'm like, well, <laughs> He has a beef. So go ahead. I'll let you guys talk about <laughs> well, it. Well, first of all, it's the film debut of Jeff Goldblum. Yes. As one of the rapists. Yes. <laughs> as, yes. yes. <laughs> the delightful uh, Jeff Goldblum we know today is one of the rapists that sprays swastikas everywhere. Yeah. Um, so Jim, do you want to do the honors here? Well, I mean, it's pretty much a simple story. A man, uh, who ends up, uh, his wife and daughter end up getting, his wife ends up getting attacked. His daughter ends up getting raped after going to the grocery store and thugs follow him home. And, you know, obviously, uh, the great Charles Bronson plays it great as far as like, you know, his, his wife and then his daughter's like gone kind of completely in a coma traumatized. So. Uh, he's dealing with the, his son-in-law, and then he he goes out to Arizona and meets up with the the guy right. who played Angel on Rockford Files and gets some right. guns and comes back and blows everybody away. Yeah, he he kind of when he goes uh, away, his his boss out of sympathy sends him away, and he goes out there and he kind of gets this old west ideal, and he returns to New York, uh, totally different attitude towards the muggers. But y'all know how I like to play what might have been. This might be the greatest what might have been, okay? 
So the role, um, what was that guy's name? Uh, Vincent Gardini. Paul, Paul Kersey. Paul Kersey. Paul Kersey. Yeah. Yeah, Kersey is, is the character. It was offered to, listen to this, James Colburn. Oh, wow. Okay. Steve okay. McQueen. Okay. Yep. Burt Lancaster. <laughs> Lee Marvin. Here, here's an odd choice. Henry Fonda. Okay. Uh, Henry, Fonda, yeah. Henry Fonda was disgusted with the script. I'm sure he violence. was. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Brace yourself, Jim. George C. Scott. Go ahead. <laughs> do it. Just do it. George C. Scott. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself. They took my wife. They took my wife. They took my daughter. Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. Wow. Uh, yeah. Now, this one makes sense. Clint Eastwood, because after yeah. the success of Dirty Harry in 71. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But here's the craziest one. According to the Hollywood Reporter, Buddy so I'm going oh. to cite better. I'm going to cite my source here. The, according to the Hollywood uh, Reporter, producers approached Elvis Presley <laughs> for the role. <laughs> Can you imagine Elvis going around? Say, man, say, man you're going to die. Because right. <laughs> he, he kills about 10 people through the whole thing. I bet Originally, you would have at least three number one hits. Right. <laughs> <laughs> going to kill the man on the corner. Going to kill him right now on the corner. Going to kill the man on the corner because he is sitting around. They threaten my life. <laughs> <laughs> and killed my wife. Yeah. Um, put, some so- put some coins in the sock. Do, 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 do. Put some coins in the stock. <laughs> Going to hit you in the head. <laughs> but Dean, uh, Dino De Laurentiis and Paramount originally wanted to call the film The Sidewalk Vigilante. They they thought that a movie with the word death in the title would uh, be a kind of a deterrent and put audiences off. Uh, but no, they were wrong. They Death is obviously in the title. And audiences love the movie so much that Paramount jacked up the ticket prices. Oh, wow. Uh, so it was, this is crazy to think, but back then, this is this is like early 70s, it was, they jacked it up from $3.50 to $4. Until then, only The Godfather and The Great Gatsby had been as expensive. But they jacked this up, and uh, just amazing. Uh, I yeah. don't know, how, how do y'all feel about the sequels to this. Well, that like, let's say, let me just say, I was just going to talk about this because part two, uh, Lawrence Fishburne filled in for Jeff Goldblum as the obnoxious thug. And they have yeah. a terrible gang in part two. That's just, they're just like obnoxious. They're just like obnoxious for no reason. You know, just pick, you know, pushing everybody down the street or whatever. Uh, it, it is, it is super rough. They try to hype up the violence. Cause I think the maid in this situation gets raped and all this kind of stuff happens. They just get way out of hand. Basically, they planet aped the series. This this series, yeah. you know, it's like it got cheaper and cheaper as it went along. But have y'all ever noticed that the odd number Death Wish movies are in New York? <laughs> no, no, th- this is true. The even ones always are in Los Angeles. Okay, interesting. You're, that is interesting. Don't, I don't think I. Pa- no, I believe because the second I one is in I Los got Angeles. Past two, in all honesty, I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. I see where this is going. <laughs> but, but yeah, that was Death, eight years Death after the Wish. fact too. Yeah, but yeah. Death Wish is such a classic. Vincent Gardenia. I mean, that was such a great cast in the first one as the yeah. cop trying to get him out well, of the city. Oh yeah, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff, uh, what, yeah. What, well. what more do you need to say? <laughs> like, like, and this Jeff, was Jeff this Goldblum was super as, as super like skinny Jeff Goldblum too. Like, yeah. 
the least nemesing type figure in the world. <laughs> yes. Like, really? This is the best we you're can gonna, do? You're going to play a thug. <laughs> All right. So is that, that's number three for Joseph. Uh, George, what is your number three? Uh, my number three for uh, movies. Yes, I got to I got well, I got to psych myself up because I already know y'all hate this movie. This is the most recent entry of mine coming out in 2022 from a film director that I'm becoming fascinated with, with every <laughs> film he releases talking about Robert Eggers. Y'all, I haven't even said it. Uh, the Northman. <laughs> Woo! And, and it's and it's an epic set in uh 914 ad it's these vikings of a young prince played by alexander skarsgård on his quest to avenge his father's murder and if you want to see true viking warrior life th this is the movie for you okay because uh the director worked with historians and, and did this meticulous research into this period they've even got a book uh came out in september of 2022 160 page book written by Edgars and Simon Abrams about all the study that, that went into this. But the, the plot is very loosely based on the story of Amleth, a, a collection of oral traditions written around 1200 for the Vikings. They didn't have written language, so they would just sit around and tell these stories. Uh, but uh, it's a Scandinavian legend, which later inspired Shakespeare's tragedy about the Danish prince Hamlet. So, you know, having a prince get revenge on his uncle for murdering his, his brother, the king. And um, just the final scenes, they're there squaring off uh, at, at the crater of, of hell, H-E-L, uh, the volcano. And they're settling their disputes via swordplay known as Homglong. Uh, and it is a perfect epic ending to an epic tale, you know. And spoiler the Valkyrie carries him through to the gates of Valhalla at the end. Uh, just so, so great. Joseph, you may fire at will, sir. I don't think I have to say one word. I think after that description, uh, my, my case speaks for itself. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. He's saying your own, your own argument hurts Man, you. I think, I think people want to know more about snow cones at this point. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number three is a classic musical turned to a classic movie in 2007. I, we've talked about it before on this show. I'm talking about Sweeney Todd, Benjamin Barker, the uh, barber who's been wronged by Judge Turpin, taking his wife away, now has his daughter as her ward. Uh, and uh, we have this kind of whole um, situation where you know, Johnny Depp's character is trying to get to Judge Turpin, the great Alan Rickman, Mr. Todd. And where are my detonators? Where are my detonators, Mr. Todd? <laughs> Mr. Potter, where's Mr. Todd and where are my detonators? <laughs> where, where, are my, where are my meat pies? <laughs> where are my meat pies, Mr. Todd? Uh, we have the classic Pretty, uh, pretty Women uh, where he almost gets a chance to, uh, you know, end it right there midway through the movie and, of course, interrupted by the young lovers. Uh, but you have the great Pretty Women Fascinating. <laughs> I will I will give you this is the most musical revenge. This is the most uh, musical absolutely. revenge movie. And it like the, the, like it doesn't have a happy ending for anybody in this movie. The, the songs in Old Boy 
Stink. Just not as good as <laughs> right. That's got some friends. Now my arm is complete and all this stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah, so that's my that's my number. Uh, I've nice. talked about it enough from 2007. Sweeney Todd, the great revenge story. The, the Elvis musical of Death Wish. Give a run for his way, you know? <laughs> yeah, what would be? Oh, what might have been. There's you got a sock for the quarters. <laughs> you got a sock for the quarters. The, Go to kill Lawrence Hilton Jacobs. You know, he's one of the mur- <laughs> he's, a, he's one of the, the villains in there. That's well, the thing too is that when you, once you've seen Welcome Back, Cotter, and then you see him in that movie as one of the villains. Oh yeah, like, yeah, boom boom, <laughs> you know, boom boom, Washington. <laughs> yeah. Never 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 trusted him on the on Welcome Back, Cotter after that. But you know, right. Jeff Goldblum, he he plays piano, so we might be onto something. We there might be an alternate universe out there, you know. Where he's, yeah. <laughs> he sits at the piano after a race. Death Wish the musical. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so let's move on now to our intermission, uh, which I believe that uh, Tom has put together as chopping wood. That should be interesting. With an axe. With an axe, sorry. Ooh, got one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are we sure this isn't the baseball? Just <laughs> oh, jeez. There you go. Watch, watch yourself. Sounds like a Foley sound effect from a Slasher movie. Yeesh. Oh no, that's a big one. <laughs> Go to chop some wood. <laughs> Tom, I I know that isn't you chopping that. You'd be <laughs> taking you'd be yeah taking a break. Yeah. I think we get the idea. Yeah. I got to be honest with you guys, though. Uh, I like chopping wood. <laughs> I really do. I, I, I sincerely like chopping wood. A friend of mine has a cabin in New Mexico. And, uh, and you and like I to like, chop it up? I, I like to <laughs> chop some wood. I like to chop some wood, you know, because you're in the snow and, you know, get some logs and start cutting them down and is this a euphemism for something or what? no, it's okay. just straight up. I, I, okay. I, I wouldn't imagine that I would like to do something like that, but I, I some really sort of a term for some sort of drug usage. Look, so, looking oh at gosh. you, I wouldn't, <laughs> I, I agree. I don't think I would think that you would, but, uh, Oh man. See, you see why he's terrible. He's, he's still mad about the Northman thing. All right. So let's go ahead and move yeah. on now to the, uh, <laughs> the, the terrible movie. Northman. Now to the snow cones. Number three, Joseph for you. Number three. Uh, yeah, this is this is one of the original flavors uh, that they got its start back in uh, New Orleans. And I'm talking about strawberry, uh, oh. classic strawberry. There you go, <laughs> George. What is yours? You can, you can, you're done before he typed it on the board. I, I, I know. I, I I thought I had more time. Uh, mine is uh, pina colada. Ooh, 
If you wow. like getting caught in the rain. So, but this is, this is definitely, uh, this is definitely the, no alcohol. This is like uh, what they would give you at a SoCom place, right? You're not going like. I don't think they make, a, I think a, a pina colada that has alcohol and ice, I think that's just called a pina colada. Exactly. Exactly. There's there's no uh, smoke on. And mine is basically watermelon. So they have a nice oh, there you go. watermelon flavor. So there we go. I'm done before you even got the W on the board. <laughs> we, got, we, we got that one real quick. Real quick. All right. So number two, revenge movie, Joseph. Probably the best in the 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 movie's franchise history. Talk about 1982. Con! This is my number two, also. It's, it's Star re- Trek 2. Yeah, re- reverse revenge. The villain, the villain has the revenge. That's, That's cool. right. Revenge doesn't have to go just one way. It, you know, you're in trouble with the Botany Bay. You know, they say <laughs> that. And for any Star, Star Trek nerd, you're like, oh no, are they going to do it? And there he is, Ricardo Montalban in his revealing top. Yeah. It's just very cold in space. This is the only Star Trek movie I've seen. Actually, this is the only Star Trek thing I've ever seen. This is it. I went to the movies to see this. This is it. I haven't seen the TV. Well, you saw the best. You don't have to see anything else. This is the best. Like everything else is going to be a disappointment. What are you going to do? Go watch him save some wells? What What the heck? No, you're you're right. If if you only see one, see Wrath of Khan. See the best. <laughs> rich rich Corinthian leather. Uh, you remember whenever he would do those the classic Cordoba. Yeah, that's right. I, just, I, I mean, I love the line where he's like, you and know, you know there is no such thing as Corinthian leather. They just yeah, made totally up. made up marketing yeah. scheme. Yeah. <laughs> but he's doing it when he says the very cold in space line. Kirk, it is very cold in space. I love it. You know, I love know, it. The whole thing. It's, so it's just, yeah, really kind of, you know, and the thing about it is, and you can help me out, George. I didn't see the original con episode. I know he doesn't. I know he's supposed to be like drifted in space and has long hair. It is. It is good. They're, they're basically they're genetic superhumans that um, basically are in, in uh, kind of a space sleep, a, a dormant thing. Right. The episode is good, but this movie is so much better. Yeah. Uh, the episode is, is good. It's memorable. It, you know, it, it would make a top 50 list, uh, maybe top 25 even, but, uh, the movie, uh, just really takes that character and, and runs with it. Uh, I mean, so good. And that Nicholas, Nicholas Meyer, who did the movie, I mean, he's coming off, uh, time after time, which is another great movie, uh, yeah. doing this star Trek movie. And I don't think, did he, I don't think he did any other star Trek movies too, but, uh, for some reason it had a different feel than anything else, you know, uh, have, have you noticed though, with the star Trek movies, the odd ones are in New York <laughs> and the even ones are in California and LA. Did y'all notice that? I didn't notice that. I noticed that the four, but that you're wrong though. Four was in San Francisco, right? With the, with the whales. Well, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> You should say you should say uh, the West Coast, East Coast, possibly. Okay, uh, but you know, um, I forgot about this. I'm glad y'all y'all did. I I would have voted for this. Uh, I don't have to now, but uh, that that one is a good one. I I I feel like I let my Star Trek friends down. Uh, yeah. But, uh, God. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm I'm the Star Trek hero of this episode. So is Joseph. You know, seeing one <laughs> one one thing from the whole franchise, and that's this movie. I haven't watched one episode for anything else. I've just seen this movie. That's it. That's all right. That's okay. a good one. Like I said. <laughs> all right. So uh, so wait a minute. So George, you need to do your number two. What is it? My number two. Uh, it is the highest body count of all my entries. A hundred and three. Uh, and it's two films, but originally it was going to be one four hour epic film. It's the kill bill films, Quentin Tarantino and Uma Thurman is a, a former assassin at first only known as the bride who awakens from this coma that she's been in for like three or four years to get revenge on the assassins that betrayed her and put her in the coma. And, um, she's out to find the murderer of uh, her former boss uh, and lover, Bill played by uh, David Carradine. And um, throughout the film, she is stabbed and shot and buried alive and just generally uh, pulverized. But here's another, what might have been originally they were shopping the, for who would be bill. They had Jack Nicholson, Kurt Russell, Mickey Rourke, Kevin Costner, Burt Reynolds, which would have been crazy. Uh, when they got to Warren Beatty, Warren Beatty actually said to Tarantino that he should use David Carradine. Uh, but uh, Tarantino always had Uma Thurman in mind to. to uh, I thought he wrote it for Warren right. Beatty too. I thought he was thinking of that that kind of vein for Warren. Well, Beatty. for him and and Warren Beatty, they had it kind of written like he was a real suave kind of James Bond 007. Yeah, uh, yeah. So very different portrayal uh, originally thought of uh, than what uh, Carradine brings to it. But um, to give you an idea, there's so many weapons. $60,000 of the movie's budget was used on sword and sword accessories. <laughs> uh, 450 gallons of fake blood over the course of both movies. And um, that's where we learn about the five-point palm exploding heart technique. Uh, taught me everything I needed to know. So uh, after the, I'll, I'll show it to you after the show, Jim. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, George. <laughs> so uh, like, then this, I'll get my revenge. <laughs> this is on my honorable mention, George. And the reason why it's on my honorable mention is because uh, if we go back to the vengeance trilogy, basically kill bill is lady vengeance. Yes. Uh, if, if you I'll watch you that, that, yeah. Yeah, you know, it is. And that's the only reason why. Otherwise, it's beautifully shot. It's great. I particularly enjoyed Kill Bill 2 more. I, I felt like the second film was better, but you have to consider both of them together because it is one body of work. Uh, yeah. And and what's great is that, again, Tarantino has this, this what I, I consider to be a hyper-violence to where it's so over the top that that you can watch it. Like, if, if it were realistic in any way, you would be completely turned off, but like yeah. the blood splatters and all that, like when like it splatters, they just turn on a hose of red right. syrup, you know, well, let's, so, let's, let's just put it this way. Tarantino is a good thief. I mean, in a good way, he takes things he likes from movies. He saw, cause oh, this, yeah. this is the same, uh, um, same plot as a movie called, uh, lady snowboard Snowblood back in 1973. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. He, he said, he even said that was inspiration from it. Uh, yeah, seeking vengeance against men who raped her mother. So, I mean, that, that, yeah, he, he makes no bones about it. He, even in the first movie, she's wearing that yellow jumpsuit that is Bruce Lee's jumpsuit. 
Yeah, yeah. Not the same suit, but yeah. Then he used the Ironside effort. theme too. You know, Ironside when he gets, you know, they used it for when Raymond Burr got shot. The dip, dip, dip. And they use it now to do a close up on Uma Thurman. So, but I it, think uh, that that that's good in itself because I mean, to your point, not to 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 uh, disregard his stuff because a lot of people are like, oh, he's he's a hack. I don't think he's a hack. I think that this is a guy who really, really appreciates oh. good cinema. And he has a way of telling it because, in all honesty, without Tarantino showing this stuff, a lot of people would have no recollection of any of these movies. Yeah, exactly. Because so, you got to be me, hardcore. He's like, a, he's like a blues artist introducing you to a song that is a classic blues uh, yeah. He's the he's he, the Joe Bonamassa of of he's the Joe Bonamassa of of cinema. Nice, oh, well sh- done, shame, well done. Shame on you. He's shame good, but the masters, uh, you know, yeah, he learned from the masters. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he he does celebrate. All and you that. don't want to listen. Sometimes you don't want to listen to his full album. You just like to see him live. You know, you just like, yeah. <laughs> the full album is like super boring. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> and that well, lives too is like. <laughs> But, you know, anyway, all right. <laughs> so let's move on now to uh, uh, to the number two snow cone flavor. Joseph. Uh, going with the second most popular flavor. Cherry. That's my oh, number that's two. My also. Number one. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. My OK. Cherry, just... cherry gets in. OK. Uh, I guess I should say something about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, basically, yeah, it, it's good. It's been a flavor since the mid 1800s, making yeah. it one of the original talk, talk ones. About Nero again, that was uh, good. <laughs> cherry trees uh, are hardy and have been cultivated for thousands of years. It's basically one of the most universally recognized fruits known to mankind. When it comes to ranking, it's the world's prominence uh, might be less appealing. In other words. Too safe or boring, but no, people love cherry. There you go. All right. Nice. Cherry, good. Nice. <laughs> uh, so, George, do you have a number two? Uh, I can't top that, but it is grape. That's my number one. Oh, that's honorable mention for me <laughs> because grape is pretty boring. <laughs> it's pretty boring, but it makes it's like the safe. Thanks it, to two boring is, guys. Uh, I, exactly, yeah. No, that's fine. I like I said, honorable mention. Of course, it's purple. It tastes it, nothing it, like an actual grape, but it's got that flavor. Yeah, it's yeah. nothing to it, but it makes it because yep. two of us agreed. So. Yep, yep. All right, so let's go back to the revenge movies. I'm I'm done. I think the only one left for number one is Joseph. Right? Yep. I, or do you I have put, a number one, George? Or you're done, right? My my number one was Death Wish. That's mine too. I, I do okay. have some honorable mentions. We'll, we'll get to you. Calm I down have, there, buddy. We'll have Joseph do his, okay? Uh so uh <laughs> I had to put in the epic revenge story from Ridley Scott. I'm talking about Gladiator 2000. Oh, an honorable uh, mention for me, yeah. Yeah, you know, this is again one of those things that uh the character is wronged right away in the first five minutes and the rest of the movie is just him coming back, fighting back, getting that revenge. And, and like all good revenge movies, no one survives in the end. So, uh, <laughs> uh, gladiator. There you Great. go. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is the villain right there. That's right. Yeah. Russell Crowe when he wasn't so big. Are you not entertained? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, so. George honorable mentions what you got. So, uh, Robert Mitchum, as Max uh, Caddy or Katie in Cape Fear. I have uh, the 91 Gregory version Peck. down for mine on there too. Counselor? Uh, Counselor? I, I it's, just, it's, reverse, it's a reverse revenge, another reverse revenge yeah. plot. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I've got Bronson, not the actor, but 
I'm a quarter pounder. Thinks he's Bronson. <laughs> okay. Uh, the gift. That's another Justin Bateman. Um, uh, J- or Jason Bateman. Justin. Jason brother. Bateman. Sorry. Uh, yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> John Wick. The girl with the dragon tattoo from 2011. Outlaw Josie Wells. Braveheart. And then uh, Double Jeopardy. An old. Uh, not Ashley Judd. Good. Yeah. Not the Ashley Judd. The original. No. The old uh, Ashley Judd movie. Yeah, it's great. All yeah. right. Uh, so my uh, number, my honorable mentions include the 91 version of Cape Fear. Also, uh, John Wick. Uh, Nine to five revenge movie on the oh, nice. I, I have that in honorable mention too it just missed being on the list too um because i, I had my one that. comedy reserve for revenge of the nerds nocturnal animals which is a kind of weird movie directed by tom ford it co- you know it's to- told in dream form uh uh very interesting uh, revenge in there for jake gyllenhaal and the villain is so that aaron johnson guy is so uh hard to take um gladiator and once upon a time in the west which includes yeah, Charles, one. Charles Bronson at the end. I, the reason I include it because yeah. of the harmonica in the mouth, the ultimate revenge, getting Henry Fonda back for killing and placing the harmonica in his mouth earlier in the film. So, uh, isn't that what so, inspired you to play harmonica? It did. The, it did. It was. Yeah. I have a shirt uh, so, of that scene actually. Yeah. Uh, honorable mention for me, uh, Memento, uh, which is. Oh, I just uh, saw that the other day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, great, great. You know, sorry, storyline kind of thing. Uh, Django Unchained. Uh, yeah. Kill Bill, uh, George. You'll appreciate this. Uh, Mad Max, uh, yeah. the original. You know, the first one. Yeah, the first one, and then uh, of course nine two five. You know, we gotta love that one. So that yeah. that's my. So there you go. Nice. Uh, okay, so we are done with that. We'll come back because we, Joseph. Joseph, we still need your number one snow cone flavor, right? Uh, blue raspberry. Oh, that was it. Okay. Okay. Yep. So we're, yeah. done. we're done. We're done. Oh, interesting. Okay. So where do we go first, guys? We have three apiece on each category. So let's do snow cones first. Okay. All right. So what we have is blue raspberry, grape, cherry, and what we're trying to decide for the other two uh, from is green apple, pina colada, banana, cotton candy, tiger's blood. Strawberry and watermelon. <laughs> okay, Oof. where do we go? I'll from give it? you. I'll give you the tiger's blood because that's kind of an interesting. That's. I mean, that's almost uh, now it's a staple in almost every snow cone stand. Right, I can do that. Right. Yeah. I can yeah. do that. That's 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 an honor of our Raspa, the Charlie guy I'm sure who's oh. passed on. Raspa, <laughs> right. remember he did the flavors you mentioned earlier in the show. The, uh, he had a green one, just with a bunch of green Bad flavors. Batman, Hulk, Hulk, he just naming Batman, just any superhero. If it was like uh, dark navy blue, it's Batman. <laughs> I, I was surprised uh, nobody had any kind of rainbow thing. I really didn't know what flavor that would be though, rainbow. so I left it off my list. <laughs> what um, flavor is yeah. that? I mean, uh, yeah, I. I, I sort of like green apple just because that's my wife's favorite. I sort of like green apple, but I can also go with cotton candy because as a kid, mm. we all had cotton candy, you know? Yeah. So. And banana's good too. I forgot about that. It's like, it's like yeah. weird. It's like you have to be in a mood it, to get a banana. Snow exactly. Cone. Exactly. <laughs> it, it really doesn't taste anything like a banana. It tastes like a banana snow cone. That, that's none, of, like, none of these taste like anything. <laughs> Let's be honest, folks. For the future. As long as grape is in there, I'm tastes- good. So you guys can pick the next one. George, ahead, do you Joseph. want to play, you want to play not, your green apple? You, you are much more the connoisseur 
than I could ever hope to be about flavored ice. I, 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 I'm going to do, do this for my wife then. Green apple. Green All apple right. goes yeah, in because it's super, super sour. It's super <laughs> sour. So uh, blue raspberry, green apple, grape, cherry, tiger's blood. Revenge movies. What do we got? We got three already in the can. We got old boy, death wish, wrath of Khan, which I, I'm so excited about that. I, f- I totally forgot what we have to choose from. I'm just going to name the two that don't stand a chance with this group here. <laughs> Bad words and Northman. Uh, I see Northman, so I, I might consider, you know. Uh, uh, the, uh, what we know is the crazy heart rule with Northman. Kill, Kill I think Bill, it's worth it. <laughs> this is a green night. Bill, uh, John Wick, Revenge of the Nerds, Rolling Thunder with your hook hand and your silver dollars. Uh, Sweeney Todd and Gladiator. Uh, I, Wick I and think, Gladiator were my honorable mentions, just to put that out there. So, yeah, I, let, let's let's get this out of the way. I think John Wick, uh, because he was on on both of our our lists, uh, honorable mentions, I think is good. So we just need one more. Come yeah, on, I, Northman. <laughs> Vikings I, I, fighting in the nude in the mouth of a volcano, guys. I gotta be honest with you. Uh, you know, if I would have put on Death Wish, I would have put on Rolling Thunder. Really? I, I yeah, I really would have put on Rolling Thunder because As a I joke was, or for real? For real. No, it's a good movie. It's just it's just the premise is kind of hard to it's believe. It's so out there, it's so crazy, but it's sort of like thing. Okay. I, so rolling. So there we go, folks. Uh easy tonight. Today, this afternoon, this morning at 3 a.m., <laughs> whenever you're listening. Yes, yes. Uh, Old Boy, Death Wish, John Wick, Rolling Thunder, and Wrath of Khan. <laughs> Just so we can say it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, that is a That's show, perfect. Folks. I guess we're done. All right, all right Jim. Yeah, what this is a nice... The, you know, it'd be good... It, 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 the, revenge. Revenge is such a great topic, I think. It, it'd be great to have some part uh, of your the show kind of reflect what? What a man who was wronged and how he comes back and succeeds over the odds. Hey, Joseph, why don't you about, do, uh, do your segment. Do your... Uh, we're sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. No, wait, that, last, last week, you wrote in. Did you write in again? No, yeah, I, I think he wrote in. Uh, unfortunately, Joseph, so, uh, dude, they're sorry. They suck. Oh, my gosh. So uh, we actually have a letter in <laughs> from uh, I'm going to say his name, Jason Meeker. I'm just saying his name. Uh-huh. I'm attributing to him. Uh, and and uh, did you, so did you pay uh, him off? This is so did. good. He totally he totally did. I will give you this. This is better argument than I could have made. It just kind of hits everything home. So, well, maybe okay. we should get Jason just, on just the show. Go, just go ahead and read that. Read the art. Read that. This is the um, revenge part. Okay, of the- this is longer than my snow cone thing. Okay, so here <laughs> we go. Uh, dear Crispy Coated Robots, I am forced to lodge a formal complaint and demand that an apology made to Jim for a grave and malicious oh. error made on episode oh. 127. Never going to happen. Okay. Yes. Uh, grave and malicious. Most- malicious. What a word. Uh, in the most recent episode, Jim's nomination of Raiders of the Lost Ark for the top desert scene was dismissed oh. by George as a scene that could have been done anywhere. Joseph supported this egregious dismissal. <laughs> egregious. What a great word. I, I still agree with you, George. Uh, what? Question mark. Oh, Tom. Uh, yeah, Tom, that's great. 
The character they can't handle Jones it, Jason. They can't handle it when they're wrong. He's an archaeologist. The whole notion is that he looks for historical artifacts. I'm speaking only of raiders, not Crystal Skull. That's just garbage. According to history, the Nazis were most definitely in North Africa during World War II. Uh, I offer you the first sentence of Wikipedia. Idiots are trying to drown you out, Jason. That's how, that's idiots' arguments right there. Malicious. He gives us a Wikipedia that we cannot say verbatim because then we'd have to give Wikipedia credit. Now, although no, we we don't. That's, free. that's free to the public. That's free to the public. Okay. In this description, I count the word desert at least three times. <laughs> we never said that it wasn't. We did say well, that. You it, missed the part you just read over. Okay, fine. They were in North Africa. They were in the desert. It's integral to the plot. You guys just ganged oh up, gosh. and when ganging up goes wrong, you guys look like idiots. And that's oh why somebody had to point it out. You are more wow. the hostility. The hostility. Okay. Uh that carefully crowdsourced account of history correlates with the plot of Raiders. Okay. So if Indiana Jones goes looking for the Lost Ark, there's only one place it could be located according to history of this plot. Tunis. Okay? So where is Tunis? Egypt. Why is Egypt a desert? There's no other setting on Earth that could have made logical sense. Please also review the Wikipedia page for Raiders of the Lost Ark. There's a caption below the picture of desert. Well, I can't. I, there's no picture. It reads, the Sahara Desert near Tozar, oasis of Tunisia. And that was my argument, going to be my argument that it was an oasis. It really oh, wasn't the death. Okay. What's the location of the Tanis dig site? We're not talking about the dig site. We're talking about the road thing. It was the scene, the desert scene. Okay, okay. Uh, lastly, track 16 on the soundtrack for Raiders of the Lost Ark is called The Desert Chase. Yeah, Jim made that argument. That doesn't flow with me. Okay. Uh, he attaches some pictures and all that. Uh, please help save the future. No, 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 no. Read, read the apologies. Who the apologies need to go to. You can't speak okay, over that. I make this complaint. I will read the apologies. And I won't read his retraction of the apologies. I make this complaint on behalf of myself, all listeners, through the world of Crispy Coded Robots podcast, Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, Harrison Ford, John Williams, Moses, and the Jewish people. I will not apologize on the behalf of Nazis, but even they should be offended. Please help save the future, correct this error, and profusely apologize to Jim and all the offended listeners at the next available opportunity. Sincerely, Jason Meeker. P.S. Tell Tom Wu that the host's link to the website is broken. <laughs> PP, <laughs> PPS Speed Racer is Jim's Green Knight. There you okay, go. I'll, so I will there take you go. that. So Such a great that, Best. I will... I will apologize to you, Jason, Best and our listeners. Letter but never written never and read on this show. They tried Joseph, to keep it down. What, what was that email that it came from? Let's go ahead and broadcast revenge. That. Revenge. What is, what is this, man? this is the revenge episode. This, See, this is what happens when you have two bullies and they 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 uh, they bully up on some person and they know they're wrong, but they just bully up. You've seen the movie before. We talked about the movie during our revenge segment. And then what happens at the end? The hero survives and he comes back and he wins. Thank you, Jason Meeker, for pointing that out. Ends the revenge episode perfectly. Thanks, guys. <laughs> He's just going to talk over us. Please play the music more. <laughs> all right. So go to crispycoderobots.com. That's where you need to go for all the information on the show. And uh, we have our classic albums review there and much, much more. 
So I believe it's time to shoot this that, thing. That up. was the most intense apology ever. That was amazing. So. <laughs> that was great. That was amazing. Jason, thank you so much for being so invested in this show. But uh, thanks for listening, guys. Jason, thanks for being so invested. And thanks for catching yes. an egregious error and the maliciousness of these two, which you pretty much, pretty much done. Uh, Jason, done. Uh, seriously, thank you. I, I know you've listened to the show for years. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, I love the fact that we are supposed to apologize to Moses. I think that was my favorite part. <laughs> uh, so you apologize to all those people, but not me. You Moses, the Jews and all, and all those people, but not me. You know, here's the thing. If I apologize, it doesn't matter. It didn't make the canister. But still, it made oh, Jim, it great. Hey, Jim, check, hey, we apologized check. to you last week. It dude. made a, it made we a great, to you it made last a great, week. it made a great end. We had a great check, end to the revenge episode. So I, I'm check, just check say, this out, much. Jim. I apologize, and it doesn't matter. So there, you. there's your apology. <laughs> That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. <laughs> all right. Can't much. wait for the next here. episode of Jim's a big baby, or when ganging up goes wrong. No, or be, they're sorry. They suck. <laughs> it'll, it'll be it'll be top five Jim uh, whiny moments. You know, and they're sorry. They suck. It's gonna be hard to get just five. You know, they sorry. They suck. Oh boy, we've lost. We've gone off the rails on this. When one. ganging up goes wrong. Uh, <laughs> All right, so let's shoot so, this thing up uh, and right. end the show with some George. Go ahead. We want to interrupt with any Elvis. Uh, Remember. There's always revenge. Gonna put some coins in a sock. Coins in a sock. Gonna hit this guy thug in the face. Hit this thug in the face. Gonna hit this thug in the face. And I'll shoot the other guy down. It's a death wish.